Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm SelectiBet and as ever I'm joined by Greg for another look ahead to this week's betting action Scotland. How's things Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Just tallying up the number of goals conceded by Scottish clubs in Europe this week. I think I'm on 11 so far. <laughs> we're not even finished yet. As we're recording, there's still, uh, still two games ongoing. Uh, if we scored, oh no, Rangers scored last night, so at least we, at least we managed to get <laughs> that last week. That's something else. Um, to share in our woes this week, we've got uh, Stuart Wilson, sports editor at the Ayrshire Post and an avid United fan. How's things, Stuart? Uh, all good, guys. I don't think conceding goals in Europe is a problem that United are going to have in the near future, but... <laughs> Yeah, good one. Well, uh, we should probably worry about our growth first and foremost for the United on Saturday. We'll get to that pretty shortly, Stuart. Um, you touched on the United, not the best of starts for your club this season so far. No, it's been a bit up and down. Uh, decent in the Viaplay Cup, got through the group, beating the, the mighty St Johnson on the way in the group stages. Um, but the, the league's not been too hot so far, and uh, injury problems are plenty. Um, so a nice trip to our growth just to, to double up the problems on Saturday. Yeah, we'll get to that shortly. I'm sure you'll have a, a strong opinion on that one. Um, Greg, we've uh, we've reached the end of the month, 31st, uh, and a, a fantastic month on the channel for subscribers so far. Yeah, it has been. It's been a really good start to the season through July. I guess the, the start of the Scottish League Cup midway through July and August has been fantastic. Probably our best month we've had um, since probably last year, to be fair. So around the 30-point profit mark, which is fantastic. I think we're probably quite lucky to only be at 30. Um, I think all the bets that have landed have landed really well and we've been a corner card or a goal short in quite a few lines. So mm-hmm. can't be too greedy though. All in all, uh, a great month and uh, a, a tough card, I guess, to get started in Scotland for September. Yeah, let's hope we start with a bang. Though We've got a full card this weekend. We'll go through all the Premiership games, most of the Championship games and below as well. So let's get started. We've got three games on Saturday. Kilmarnock v Ross County is the first one we're going to have a look at. Uh, Greg, undoubtedly a great start for Kilmarnock. They lost uh, late in the day at Fur Park to uh, lose their unbeaten start, but they'll fancy their chances at Rugby Park again this weekend, I would imagine. Uh, Ross County not been too bad of a start. Obviously, they've had a, a tough opening few weeks to the season playing Celtic and Rangers in their first four games but they did beat St Johnson to get some points on the board how do we see this one going? I think it's tough to call I think Kilmarnock obviously at home 10 to 11 favourites I must say I do think Ross County looked big at 3 to 1 speaking to some of my Killy friends this morning and they were saying that it's the best Killy I've played away from home in the first half at Fur Park last week but didn't turn up in the second half probably didn't deserve to lose but as we said in last week's podcast, it's all very well being underdogs with Celtic, Rangers and Hearts. But yeah. when it comes to playing against a, a team round about your own level, they, they've suffered the first defeat of, of the season, which is disappointing for them, especially going 1-0 up. Uh, I, this could be a fascinating game. I, I really don't know how it's going to go, but I do think Ross County look a little bit of value at 3-1. They, As you say, they have had a pretty tough start to the season. But for me, there's probably a corners angle here, I think, for Ross County. Had some really good numbers. They did us proud last week again as well against Rangers at home. They hit four at 11 to 10. And they hit, what, six for St. Johnston and eight versus Celtic. So um, I don't think Ross County are going to go there and sit in. Mm-hmm. I think they could very well rack up at least three or four corners at Rugby Park. Yeah, and I guess a measure of... Considering where Ross County were last season, we're seeing Malky Mackay linked with the vacant Hibs job at the moment, Greg. 
Um, it's probably a, a measure of how well he's got Ross County playing, admittedly. Um, you know, they've maybe, as I said, they've a tough start to the season, so maybe not on the points tally that they, they ordinarily might have been. So, yeah, they've not been too bad at all so far. No, they've been good. I wouldn't say Malcolm McKay is anywhere near um, getting that job at Hibs, but I'm surprised Stuart's name wasn't mentioned for the Hibs job. Everybody else's name has been mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Tam McManus mentioned at 25 to 1. Yeah, I think he actually came into 14s at one point, so that's, <laughs> there must be money, probably Tam himself putting putting the money on to try and force the, force the market a bit. But um, yeah, Stuart, Ross County, as I say, tough start to the season. I don't know if you've been able to see Kilmarnock this season, but I guess anyone looking at this game on paper would probably look at wins over Celtic, wins over Rangers and put this down as, as a banker at 10-11 for Kilmarnock. Yeah, Kilmarnock uh, Rugby Park, pretty solid proposition, aren't they? Um, unbeaten in all four uh, home games this season. went back and looked at their record um, earlier today from, from last season. Um, five defeats at, at Rugby Park, but three of them were to the old firm. Mm. So, you know, they're, they're very, very strong there. Um, so the, the 10 to 11 that, that's on offer for them, you, you couldn't really argue against that. I, I know, as Craig says, that Ross County have started well and they probably offer a bit of value, but just on those stats alone, I, I think Kilmarnock are a, a pretty solid um, solid bet given how they've started the season as well. Yeah. Uh, OK, Greg, so are you likely to look at corners in this one? Yeah, I'll be looking at corners in this match, possibly in a bet for a double. Uh, I think the line's set a little bit high to get on... Um, Ross County Connors is a single I think they're needing at least five five or six I think they're one to two to get four which I think is, that's, a, that's an absolute shoe I think for me they'll definitely hit four corners so I'll decide what I want to do with the double or, or do a single later on Yeah, before the game kicks off at three uh, OK let's have a look at Livingston v St Mirren Stuart St Mirren have been excellent so far this season lost a late late penalty uh, at the weekend there against uh, Aberdeen otherwise they'd be sitting top of the Premiership at the moment yeah, um, it's, it's one of these games that, you know, no result would surprise you. We um, were up at Livingston in uh, the, the knockout stage of the Viaplay Cup the other week, and they're just what they are, aren't they? They're functional. <laughs> um, I see Davey Martindale's been trying his best to, to get Joel Nibley out the door um, this week. Um, so whether he's there for the game, I don't know, but I don't think he's moved yet as, as we record this. Um, as I say, no result would, would surprise you here, but given the way St Mirren have started, um, I would certainly like to be on them in, in some shape or form. Um, the, the way I looked at it was maybe a wee bet builder. Um, St Mirren double chance um, and also to get four or more corners. That's something they've done in all three league games so far this season. That comes in just a shade under even money in Sky Bet. That, that seems like a pretty fair option to me. Yeah, and Greg Livingston just keep doing Livingston things, I suppose. I don't know how many times we've said that. <laughs> going, going to Easter Road last week, we did warn against Hibs. Uh, what price were they last week? Seven to ten, I think they were. Yes, and they're just not having that at all. It was obviously final nail in the coffin for, for Lee Johnson, which we'll touch on when we get to the Aberdeen v Hibs game. Uh, as much as I, I love what St Martin have been doing, I certainly wouldn't be backing against Livingston at the moment either. No, definitely not. And the bookies really struggle with this game as well, both sides 17 to 10. Can't separate them. I think St Myrna will feel really hard done by last week to have a point snatched away. The point snatched away from them last week. Two one up. Obviously Aberdeen scored a very late penalty in a game that St Myrna played very well in. Mm-hmm. So they'll be disappointed with that. But yeah, this is a game absolutely best left alone for me. No bet, firmly no bet. in the, in the, in the column is. for this one. <laughs> uh, this one you might have a, an interest in St Johnson v Dundee. I, I think it's fair to say, Greg, no one, and I mean no one, 
So there's not a person on the planet. <laughs> Least of all us, who I think we discussed minus two and a half on Asian handicap at one point last week. Uh, fantastic result for St Johnson. I was going to ask you, what does that do for Stephen McLean, given the start that they've had? Oh, it's a huge lift. Absolutely huge for him. For one, he's not got fans in his back this week, which is good. And I think just in terms of the confidence of approaching this game, because the Dundee game was the match that he'd have been looking to long before the Celtic game. Yeah. As sad as it is, the Celtic game is a bit of an inconvenience. Let's go there and not get hammered. And obviously, we had a couple of chances ourselves to get to get on the score sheet. Indeed. Um, quiz time. Celtic have scored in how many consecutive games in the league until Saturday? Thirty plus. Seventy-three. Oof. Thirty-five. Oh, really? Thirty-five consecutive games. The last game at home was against Livingston in twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So no, no. to keep Celtic at bay is an incredible feat. Um, especially at Celtic Park. Yeah, especially at Celtic Park. I thoroughly enjoyed the um, Celtic meltdown on Twitter. Um, the days after the match, I think our goalkeeper had a great game. But yeah, great point. But there's no point of us going to Celtic Park, performing really well, getting a good point, and then losing home to Dundee. Because the pressure's right back on you again. Uh, this Dundee side, brilliant result last week, and I'm hoping people listened last week in terms of laying hearts. We advised against it. We advised against Hearts' horrible away record in the league. Seven wins in 36 now, I think it is for Hearts. Mm-hmm. But a great win for Dundee, all the same. Um, gets them off the mark with a, oh, they've got a point already but the first one of the season and again this <laughs> this game for me is really difficult to call uh, both sides 17 to 10 there's a lot of new players at both clubs we have brought in almost double figures now and they gelled very nicely at Celtic Park on on Saturday but again I'd be guessing in this match for me like the St Mirren Livingston game it's, it's a no bet for me yeah, I wonder if Stuart's got a stronger opinion on it. Stuart Dundee obviously took advantage of a fairly sluggish hearts, I think, uh, last week. Very slow out of the blocks. Um, yeah, I think the price has put me off Dundee here. The fact that they're both 17-10. to Otherwise, I think there might have been a wee bit of value had they been around the 2-1 to mark. Yeah, um, the Tony Doherty one was strange when he went in there in the summer because I was mm-hmm. very surprised he, he got that. Um you know, watched the game um, last week, the Dundee Hearts game. Um, I saw a stream of it, and you know they um, they, they, were, they were pretty good. I have to say, um, but whether that was down to Hearts being um, you know less functional than them, as, as we say, coming off the back of the European game, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, like Greg says, it's one of them that you're, you're throwing a dart at it really and, and hoping it lands. Um, I was coming down more on the side of Dundee just from the fact that. St. Johnson might be a little bit overbet in this game off the back of last week's result. Yeah. Because before that, they'd been absolutely dire. Um, so they might revert to type this week. Um, Dundee will take a big support there. Good atmosphere for them. You know, those kind of things in the mix as well. If I had to, you know, gun to the head, it would be Dundee at the seven. I would rather have them at 17 to 10 than St. Johnson at 17 to 10, put it that way. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the best way to put it. Um, I just wonder, Greg, are you expecting much activity before the transfer window closes? Well, not anymore. No, we've brought in nine players so far, so mm. it has been a very busy couple of weeks. Uh, this, this, the side on Saturday was unrecognisable from the side mm. that started the League Cup. So we have done a lot of, on the recruitment front, and we just need to hope and pray that at least four or five of those players t- 
turn into good ones. <laughs> yeah, and just as you say, there's no point in getting a point in Celtic Park and then losing games against Dundee, who are obviously, I think you both predicted both sides would be kind of struggling near the bottom this season. Yeah, I think Dundee are kind of got them kind of marked ninth, tenth place this mm-hmm. season. Uh, as you know, obviously I've got us finishing bottom two. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I'll be I'll be at the match. Looking forward to it. And just on Dundee, a big thank you to Dundee Reserves. We've got the return of the Scottish Reserve League this week. Yes. Um, which is on Tuesday. And obviously we've got our first winner in the Reserve League. Dundee were 13 to 8, half time, full time on on Tuesday. So it's a great league. It's a league we do really well in and definitely worthwhile keeping an eye out for those matches. Especially lovely. when Team News is involved. Yeah, lovely stuff. And that is always quite late, isn't it, Team News? Yeah, it's good to have some inside info, but sometimes we just need to wait for team news. But again, the bookies are quite slow to react. So Dundee were 30 right up until kickoff, almost half time, full time, four to six to win the match. So yeah, I'm looking forward to these games kicking off over the next two or three months. Indeed. Um, I think we should give ourselves a collective round of applause. We are 12 minutes into the podcast and we are about to first mention Rangers v Celtic on Sunday. Um, obviously, a huge game this weekend for both clubs. And Stuart, it's been a very strange season already. It seems like a kind of season of mood swings. Rangers started fairly buoyant with all the changes that they had made, new signings they brought into the squad, brought back down to earth with the defeat of Kilmarnock. Celtic, a couple of wins to start with, but weren't playing particularly well, then beating at Kilmarnock themselves. Didn't um, didn't manage to score against St Johnson last week. I feel like the tide has kind of turned a wee bit, even since the weekend, given Rangers hammering in Eindhoven last night um, and then a couple of additions that Celtic have made to the squad. I think this Sunday's game is going to be absolutely fascinating at Ibrox. It is, yeah. I would have been keen on Rangers before last night. Um, it was five going on about seven, eight, nine. You know, that they were all over the shop. And I've no doubt, you know, PSV are a level above, but they really shouldn't have been doing that to them last night. So... I, I think Rangers have got a long way to go under Michael Beale. Similarly, though, Celtic clearly have issues. Um, it's, you know, when you look down their squad, though, or sorry, the starting 11 um, from last week, it's the core of the team um, under um, Postacoglu is still there. So there's, there's obviously an issue with the way Rodgers is asking them to play under him. Um, all things considered, though, 95 about Celtic. If you'd said three months ago that they would have been that price for this game, you would probably have laughed. Um, so is is on that basis is the price probably too big on Celtic? Yes, um, but it's not a game that I, I ever tend to have a bet on, um, other than going quite low on the cards because I know Greg likes that angle as well. Um, but yeah, if I had to, to come down on either side, it would be Celtic because I just think ninety five is is far too far too big a price for a team that, like I say, three months ago you would have laughed if you'd been offered that that value about them. Greg uh, tweeted, uh, tweeted a message to the WhatsApp group <clears throat> Saturday night saying, express my surprise, I suppose, that Celtic opened up as favourites for this one uh, off the back of that 0-0 draw against St Johnson. I think the market's kind of sorted itself out. Yeah, I have to say, a, a bit surprising. I, I do think it's 6-4 Rangers are rightly favourites at home, given how Celtic have started been very un-Celtic-like this season, Celtic, in comparison to the last two or three seasons. Obviously, last week's 0-0 draw and the defeat to Kilmarnock has got Celtic fans panicking because they're not used to bad results in a row. I don't think I'll be betting on the match outcome as such. Rangers double chance appeals a little bit to me, 
But as you know, I do enjoy uh, unders card. It's the only time we'll ever do unders in any sort of match is in this match. <laughs> when you look across the last 12 games, there's only been over 6.5 cards once. And that came in a remarkably, incredibly insane League Cup final where yeah. Mick Walsh it was a wee of bit, uh, decided to book yeah. six players in the last two or three minutes of the game in injury time. Yeah. Uh, take that out of the mix. Every single game, bar that one, has been under six and a half cards. There's been eight of those 12 games under five and a half. And the first half card market's very interesting as well. There's only been over two cards in four of those 12 games in the first half. Five games have actually had no cards. So very much weighed in the unders here for me. When you look at the card percentages as well, there's been 57 cards in the last 12 matches. And 72% of those cards have come in the second half. Mm-hmm. So no surprise that the first half tends to be quite a low-key event. And I think, as the rule always is, referees like to keep their cards in their pocket early on in the old-form games. So there's probably some angles here to look at, I think. Rangers corners too. It's something that we've highlighted quite a lot over last season. I'm fairly certain that Rangers won the corner count in almost all the games last season against Celtic. And they're at home. So I think they're 10-11 to 11 to win the corner count this week uh, at Ibrox, which I don't think is the worst price. But there's definitely a bet board in there somewhere. And that bet board will, will be a combination of unders in the cards, potentially Rangers double chance and Rangers corners. So still deciding how that will look. But that'll be something I'll be shooting on the channel. We have Don Robertson on the whistle. Greg, is that coming to your thinking at all? I'm just glad it's not Mr Walsh. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad, it, glad, <laughs> glad it's no Sean Walsh as you, as you first called him in the group <laughs> chat earlier today. I think uh, our, our uh, referees are comedians enough without having an actual <laughs> comedian in the middle of the park. Um, from a betting point of view, Stuart, any angles for you in this one? No, like I said, I'm, I'm on the, the kind of unders angle on the cards with Greg. That's something that served as well. But I remember that Nick Walsh game all too well. The money was already counted uh, <laughs> before he kicked, handed them out like confetti. Um, I, I just think, I'm going back to this thing about Celtic just being too big, given that the core of that Postacoglu team is still there. Um, and I, I I would side towards it. And obviously, having watched Rangers last night, they had an absolute bomb scare. Um, so I, I think Celtic are too big. Yeah, I think interestingly, I heard a start that Celtic haven't gone three games in a row. This might be domestically uh, without scoring since I don't know. I think it was like the nineties or something like that. So um, I think this game, this could be a game with goals in it. Um, I think both defences are, are suspect. Celtic obviously added a, a centre back today from Liverpool, uh, but Rangers were really poor defensively last night, Stuart. They were. They were like I said, they could have conceded six, seven, eight quite easily. So. And it wasn't as if they were up against Barcelona, Real Madrid. I, I really think Rangers are there to be got at. And that's why I think Celtic, if they want to turn up, uh, they will. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fascinating. Um, Greg, we'll have a, we'll, we'll no doubt have a look at the, those card markets uh, before kick-off on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. I'll be sharing that over the weekend. Okay. Uh, also on Sunday, obviously, because we have some teams in Europe um, tonight, or not in Europe for much longer, <laughs> the way things are going. Uh, Aberdeen v Hibs ordinarily should be a, a, a good game. Greg, we have finally waved goodbye to Lee Johnson, sadly. Um, I don't know how many times we used the, the word sugarly peg. Um, the peg has finally come off the wall, unfortunately. It was a long time coming. I, I, I can't recall a manager 
who's been under pressure so many times within a short space of time. And when you look at his record as well, he, he, he thinks he didn't get enough time, but he was there for quite a while, brought in a lot of players, a lot of players that didn't turn out to do that well. And when you start the league campaign against St Mirren, Motherwell and Livingston and get zero points, if I was a Hibs fan, I'd be absolutely livid because that's a great start to the season. And they should really be looking for six points out of those games. They've collected none. Two home defeats as well into the mix. And obviously a, a thumping from Aston Villa. So it didn't take long to react to the Hibs board. And he he got his jotters fairly fairly soon after that Livingston defeat. Obviously, be fascinating to see who comes in. But they travelled to Aberdeen on Sunday. Aberdeen backed in a little bit, and it's six to five now. Now Aberdeen haven't started the season that well either. To be fair, failed to beat Livingston away. They were lucky to get a point at St Mirren last week, beaten by Celtic. They're getting beaten two 0 at the moment, um, as it stands. Yeah in the Europa League qualifiers. So not a great start for them either. Initially, I would be looking at Aberdeen in this match and I'd be looking at corners as as well. Obviously, a bit annoyed at Aberdeen failing to hit four corners on Sunday, despite being 2-1 down for like half an hour in, in that match. But they've hit nine tonight, eight tonight already after 45 minutes. So they could very well be... Uh, a, a corners angle and also this game as well does tend to have plenty of cards in it so it's a really tough card this weekend I think there's probably better opportunities in the lower leagues um, I may still have a selection from this game but obviously with Aberdeen in Europe tonight Hibs in Europe as well it's just not as excitable as it, as it could have been yeah, yeah, and I think that's a big factor. And we've seen it last week with Hearts Stuart where they kind of really struggle to get going obviously they've got two teams that are in Europe um, tonight that are playing both look likely that they're going to get beat. Uh, fortunately for Aberdeen, they'll drop into the Europa Conference. Um, and I guess Aberdeen will be really disappointed if they if they lose this one tonight. I think I just wonder how that will play out on Sunday as well. Yeah, exactly. It's a tale of who kind of reacts, you know, better, I suppose, on Sunday, isn't it? Um, I'd initially scribbled this down on my notepad as the, the nap of the, the week, Aberdeen, um, at that stage, five to four, which I just thought was huge. I think as I'm looking at the screen just now, you can still get five to four at Hills, um, which does seem very big against a Hibs team that are in, in disarray, but um, yeah, much will depend on how Aberdeen come out of out of tonight. Um, but, you know, at home against a, a Hibs team, like I say, who are all over the place, I would I would still be keen on, on backing that. Um, anything, again, uh, over the even money mark seems good value to me. Yeah, I think if you were to put a, a gun to our heads, then it probably would be Aberdeen at, at that kind of price. Um, OK, last but not least, on Sunday, we've got Hearts v Motherwell. Hearts have been in action tonight. They've been beaten 4-0 in Greece, so they are out of the Europa Conference League. Unfortunately, I guess no great surprise that they were going to go there and, and get beaten after watching last week, Stuart. Yeah, um, I've seen the Greg off, off um, air that I'd backed. Palk minus a goal tonight, um, eleven to ten, which was just seemed a crazy price when you look. You know, hindsight's great, obviously, but um, Scottish teams away from home in Europe, um, you know, don't do well. And, and I think you know they, they did enough last week at Tynecastle to show that they were a fair bit better than than Hearts, and they've proved it again tonight. So um, yeah, Hearts coming back, they'll arrive, you know, in the early hours of Friday morning back into Scotland. Not the ideal preparation. Uh, for a game like this, Motherwell rested up. They've started the season well. Quite why they're eleven to four, I, I don't know. Wouldn't be touching Hearts um, with stolen money. 
Um, but there's plenty of bet builders, you know, you can you can have if you want to take Motherwell double chance and throw in three corners, for example, that pays six to five. That that would seem very good uh, way of playing it to me. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Motherwell price looks big. They've obviously started very well, seven points already on the board, Greg, but they've had a fairly kind start to the season as well, away to the home to uh, Hibernian and home to Kilmarnock. Yeah, they have. Hearts will definitely have their backers at evens, and obviously Hearts tend to do pretty well at Tynecastle in comparison to their trips on the road. But Stuart said, really tough night tonight in, in Greece. I, I just think, again, for me, this match is no bet. There, there definitely is a bit of value probably on the, the Motherwell win, but I don't really like backing against Hearts at home. They do tend to pick up a lot of the points at home, and it'll be interesting to see how they react to what's been a disappointing night in Europe tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, difficult one to call again. I think so many unknowns because of these European fixtures as well, and it's tough on on squads like Aberdeen, Hibs, Arts, eh, who don't have the biggest to go and do it on a Thursday night and then have to do it at the weekend. So, yeah, possibly, eh, as you say, Greg, better bets elsewhere this weekend. We'll recap the Premiership bets before we wrap up the podcast at the end of the night. Um, let's have a wee look at the Championship. And first up is eh, our growth against Air United. Stuart, that's a long trip for you this weekend, is it not? It is indeed, and hopefully not too long a trip back. But I do fear, <laughs> I do fear it's going to be a, an arduous one for for Aaron Saturday. Um, middle of the park, real problems. Um, the the two engine player, engine room players out long term injuries. Also, Jamie Murphy is out. Who, he's been a, a real fine for us after coming in from St Johnson. So that's three key players out. Um, they've had to patch things together this week, bringing up two boys from England who are total unknown quantities, um, playing catch-up in terms of fitness. So if there's probably one place in the, in the country you don't want to go um, when when you're in this position, it's it's Dick Campbell and our growth. Um, so the 19 to 10 on offer about them, there'll be plenty of people wanting to, to be all in about that. Um, I certainly wouldn't put anyone off it um, because you don't have their troubles to seek at the moment, put it that way. Yeah, and they're both, Greg. Coupon Busters last week, was that a fair shout? Having won three or 100% Coupon Busters. And I did say in the podcast last week, I've just got this horrible feeling about Morton being at home and being at 4-6 to win the match. I think they'd been a very popular bet last weekend, uh, Morton, and definitely would have killed a lot of Akers with that result. And I suppose what it does show, to Stuart's point, is that the, uh, you know, the... Bro's demise has been greatly exaggerated, possibly. Um, you know, still a good team in there, and they do look a big price this weekend, given Ayers' problems, certainly in the midfield. Yeah, they are. Obviously, we took advantage of Stewart's insight early last week on the situation at Somerset Park. We got mm-hmm. Dungeon United at 19 to 10, which, when you look back now, is a yeah. price for a 3 yeah. win and 95 to score two goals. But yeah, I think if it was a pick a winner on this one, I would definitely be looking towards uh, the home win at, at, at a very decent price. And let's be honest, that result last weekend, Morton are a very good team. Yeah. yeah. Dougie done a brilliant job at Morton, very difficult to beat. They've had some great results already this season. And to go there and win 3-0 was a tremendous result. So yeah. let's see if they can follow up this, this, this Saturday, unfortunately, Stuart. <laughs> yeah, I think that 19-10 is certainly going to get snapped up, Stuart, eh? Yeah, it's it's big. It's very big. I identified it at the start of the week with a few pals of mine, and I was surprised to see it hold as long as it has to, to Thursday night as we record this. Um, listen, hope I'm wrong. 
hope I'm wrong, but um, not, if, if not you, It feels like every time you're on the podcast, the United are on a, <laughs> an absolute hiding. In fairness, um, I think we came on last year and, and tipped um, tipped Cove to beat us, and we went up there and won five 0 So <laughs> <laughs> we'll take everything a pinch of salt. Don't worry, Stuart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think that nineteen to ten will be snapped up. It won't be nineteen to ten by the time we kick off at three o'clock. Um, Greg, you touched on the United's good win at uh, Air United last week. Both Holt and Moult on the score sheet, a commentator's nightmare. <laughs> I was trying to think of any other scoring partnerships. The only one I could come up with was right and bright. Uh, used to play with Crystal Palace. I don't suppose you guys have got any off the top of your head. No. no. Okay. Uh, I thought uh, that was quite interesting. Um, so let's start by the United, to be fair. Um, could be a wee tough game against Airdrie at the weekend. They've had two good wins under their belt already this season in the Push Ross County, all the way in that, that League Cup game as well. It did. We bigged up Airdrie last week on the podcast. They've obviously come out last season was great, and they're definitely not here to make up the numbers, are they? Two wins from three so far. Two really good home wins. Probably, I don't know how they got on it their final on the opening day, but it was a 2-1 result on, on the opening day. But they very much acquitted themselves well. They, I think, were 11-10 to 10 to beat Inverness last week, which was tremendous value. You know Jim Delahunt was waking on them as well last week. Mm-hmm. Dungeon United, on the other hand, yeah, pretty solid start. Seven points from nine. Obviously, Queen's Park are top, but play the game extra. I, th- I think Dundee United will have a lot of bit more joy away from home for some reason this season. They've already, mm-hmm. I know they've only played three games, but they've won 4-0 and 3-0. Mm-hmm. And at home, they were lucky to get a point against Dunfermline. Yeah. They'll be seen as a, a, a team to beat, obviously, Dundee United. They've been favourites to win the league. Airdrie will definitely not go there to make up the numbers on Saturday, but that said, I still think 7-10, you're still getting for United in some places. I still think it's worth backing. Yeah, uh, it's definitely not going to be one-way traffic, but I do think they'll have enough about them. And obviously, with Malt scoring goals, he's already on three goals already this season. Malt, very strong likelihood of him being a Golden Boot winner this season in, in that league, as we discussed yeah. on the post podcast. But I think at home, United is seven to ten. Again, I don't think we're going to get much better than that this season for them at home. A bit like last week against there, I don't think we'll get ninety to ten again this season for them away from home. Yeah, and Airdrie have had a great season so far. I think I think they're gonna have a really good season overall. Airdrie and stay up quite quite comfortably, but I just think United might edge this one. Yeah, uh, Stuart, I take it you've seen the United at close quarters last weekend. How did they How did they marry, match up? I suppose against some other teams that you've seen run away with this league. Yeah, they, they were functional probably. At the first half it was pretty even, Stevens, but they they were. I mean, they drew away second half, probably still in third gear. Um, Malt's far too good for the league. I'd be very surprised. Only injury would stop him, um, as Greg says, from from being top scorer. Um, so yeah, they, they beat us three 0 but it could conceivably have been more quite comfortably. So um, yeah, the seven to ten I, I think is good good value. Um, Airdrie, I, I think, will stay up. They'll probably get enough points in the bank early doors while they're still taking people by surprise before Christmas. Um, you know, Reese McCabe's doing a very good job there, but yeah, seven to ten at home for Dundee United. Not long ago, this would have been a Premier League club against the League One team, so yeah. that's good, good price. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's have a wee look at Morton v Patrick Thistle. Neither side really where they'd expect to be at this stage, Greg, but two very promising managers uh, in the Championship. There, I'm looking back at those. Thistle, Thistle lost to Airdrie. I'm just wondering, is that an anomaly or is that what we're going to expect from Thistle this season? Because they've been really good under Crystal and so far, haven't they? 
They have, obviously. I don't think the fans are too impressed with the start so far. But that was a huge result for them last week to get that win. Because obviously up until that point, it's pretty disappointing. But they do find themselves, what, five points behind already at this stage. So beating Queen's Park was massive for them last week. This game's really difficult to call. You'd expect a reaction from Morton after last week's hammering from, a- from our broth. I- I- not a match to be getting involved in for me, this one. Very, very tough to call. Yeah, and I suppose off the back of Morton's defeat last week, Stuart's just going to depend how they react to that. Yeah, very surprised by the result last week. Um, you know, I, I suppose Morton, Morton are one of these teams are very in and out, though. Um, so it's just getting getting them getting them on a going day. Um, Partick have brought in a lot of players in the summer, so it will take time for things to bed down. Um, Kerr McEnroy in particular is a very good signing for them. Um, who I think will get a few goals from midfield. So, uh, aye, but, but a no bet, no bet for me. It would be goals um, I'd be looking at if uh, if anything. Yeah, and I suspect there'll be a, a no bet in the next game. Stuart Inverness at home to Dunfermline. Inverness had a, a shocker of a start to the season, three defeats already. Dunfermline looks as if they could maybe hold their own in this league, but um, yeah, I literally have no notes for this game at all. No, I think it's six defeats on the bounce all in for Inverness. Um, and Billy Dodds seems to be on borrowed time, certainly from a, a couple of Inverness fans I've spoken to. Uh, we beat them down at Somerset two or three weeks ago they looked bereft of anything um body language of the players wasn't good um dodds was sent to the stand for having a tantrum you know all the things add up there that the mood music isn't good yeah. so uh, I, I think there's 94 available to confirm and that's that's pretty big all things considered yeah it doesn't want the worst shout does it greg no definitely not i, I do think that if Inverness were to lose this game the knives would definitely be out for billy dodds it might even be eight defeats in a row if they lose this weekend. So, yeah, I think it been a really difficult start to the season for Inverness. After what could have been promised in last season, obviously, in terms of how they performed, but not a great start from them. And I wouldn't be surprised to see their family pick something up in this match. Yeah, and at a decent price as well. Um, Greg, we touched on the fact that Queen's Park are top of the table. They've got nine points from their opening four games. They've won three of those. Uh, they're going to be a bit deeper in two of those have come against Arbroath. Now, we've already touched on the fact that Arbroath, you know, not, not the worst side in the division by any measure. Um, but are Queen's Park, is their position a wee bit misleading at the moment? Yeah, it definitely is misleading. Uh, I think the bookies aren't that wise to that either, which is great. And I said before last week, I think we've done, it's been great this season so far. I think the bookies have had an absolute nightmare every single week on the pricing of some of these matches. And this is probably one of those games, I would say. I think Wraith Rovers, who we spoke about a lot at the start of the season, about expecting them to have a good season. A lot of good things happening on and off the pitch at Starks Park. Seven points from nine, and that included a 2-2 kind of comeback at Thistle. A 3-2 win against a decent Morton side. And you have to say, last weekend, a very impressive derby win away at Dunfermline with a 1-0 victory. And adding to the mix, very solid League Cup campaign. They, they ran Hibs close at Easter Road. So I think Wraith Rovers can be very satisfied with how the season started for, for them. They're at home in this one. And as you say, Queen's Park's position is down to the fact, yeah, they've played those two games against Arbroath, which is a, is a little bit misleading for me. And I, I think the value here is absolutely with Wraith Rovers. Not so much now it's been backed in, but for me, Wraith Rovers should never have been as big as 13-8 to eight to win this match. 
that's what we got on Monday, and that was shared on Monday. I think it's five to four now, possibly. Yeah, about 20, uh, 23 to 20 at uh, Bet365 currently. So I've, I've gone for Raythrowers to win this match purely on, well, for two reasons. Number one, I, I think Wraith are going to be decent this season. I think they'll win this match at home, and I just think that 13 to 8 is far too big. And a bit like the game last week for Dungeon United, I've also backed Raythrowers to score two goals mm-hmm. at five to four. So, yeah, really strong in Wraith Rovers this week and hoping they can do the business. Yeah, Stuart, there's a lot to like about what Wraith Rovers have done so far this season, unbeaten uh, so far. Uh, they won the derby against Infermline as well and did pretty well coming back against Partick Thistle too to get a point, I think it was. Yeah, both on and off the park, they're, they're getting their ducks in a row, Wraith. I think they'll do very well this season. Um, as you touched upon, if you dig deeper with the Queen's Park form, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, I think we'll be quite inconsistent this season. They're, they're, obviously, they've got this model of playing very young players. I think the goalkeeper's 16, if I'm right in saying, mm. um, that started so far. So, um, they'll, listen, they'll be inconsistent by their very nature. So, the, the value definitely is, is with Wraith that, that Greg got earlier in the week. So, mm. um, at home, you'll not get the mods against many times this season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well spotted Greg getting that price. Still very backable, I guess, at 23 to 20 or thereabouts, eh? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll recap the Championship bets. Let's have a wee quick look at League 1 and League 2 before I do. Aberdeen have pulled a goal back, guys, so might still have a a hope of uh, qualifying for Europa League, so fingers crossed there for the last, what, 20 minutes or so. Um, Let's have a wee look at League 1. I've got a few games that may be worth looking at. I suppose what we should discuss is that Hamilton, uh, top of the table and currently the only team in Scotland with a 100% record. No, they've done great, haven't they? Four yeah. wins out of four. I, I think they've done really well in the in the window, didn't they? In the summer window, recruitment-wise, they've brought some really good players in. But I must admit, I wasn't expecting them to be sitting top, uh, played 4-1-4. It's a very, very difficult and competitive league, league one. And there's some decent sides in there. So to start off with four points, uh, 12 points on four uh, is brilliant. And that's obviously sees them two points behind the 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 Chiefs back of Falkirk and Queen of the South also and still in Albion having decent starts as well so it's going to be a great league league one this year Indeed and as you know I've been banging the drum on still in Albion <laughs> you, you talked, talked me out of the 1-0-1 the over Kelty which was fair enough they were as short as 3-4 um, 23-10 this weekend it'll be interesting I, I guess my my reluctance to get on Hamilton at 10-11 this year uh, is A the short price and B can Hamilton actually win five games in a row <laughs> No, it's probably the best. <laughs> your gut. You should follow your gut. Yeah, well, we were at Ham, uh, Stirling in the Via Play Cup, and I was just, I was impressed with them that day. It took penalties to beat them. Um, but yeah, like you say, can Hamilton win five games in a row? It's, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be bringing into Hamilton at a shade of odds on. No, no, I don't think so. I, I'm not sure I would get involved in it. Sterling to win either, but a 23 to 10 is, is of interest. Um, but yeah, it should be a, an interesting one, um, especially to see just how serious Sterling might be in terms of putting a challenge in. I think we said, Greg, that they give a few teams a, a few bloody noses along the way, but maybe not quite have the, the depth uh, to make it a, a serious challenge this time around. Well, I think for them, the priority is to stay in the league and yeah. they're nine points clear of Edinburgh City already. So well on their way to doing that. Yeah, uh, last week Greg we highlighted Queen of the South at a big price with. Uh, oh, what a price that was! Yeah, uh, three to one. Um, this week they're not three to one. They're forty-six <laughs> to one against Montrose, which still looks a fairly decent price, I think. I think it does. 
I think Queens in the South have done really well this season so far and in the, in the group stages of the Cup. Kind of a, a really strange 4-3 defeat on the opening day against Aloha, mm. who have been pretty rotten this season since then. But they've picked up three wins from three since then. They had a 2-1 win at Edinburgh City. They comfortably beat uh, kind of struggling and inside with injuries. And the last week, as we talked in the podcast, they were absolutely overpriced at three to one, thirteen to eight to score two goals, and they won that match two one. So, I think Marvin Bartley can be very pleased with how the season's going. Sitting at nine points after four matches is a good start. And against some Montrose side, who I think for me have been one of the biggest disappointments in League One this season so far, uh, conceding goals. And the big thing for them is they're not scoring goals. Now, they brought Kane Hester in from Elgin in a record transfer fee, but they've only scored in one of their four matches this season. And as Stuart will know, it's a long, good old trek from Montrose down to <laughs> Dumfries. So I just think for me, the 4-6 on Queen of the South is very, very fair. And I would fully expect a home win here and two goals for the home side. Yeah, I think it's all. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the goals because it's all been about goals between the South Shirt. Yeah, and uh, just to add to the mix of Montrose, um, yesterday the legend that is Rory McAllister uh, left the club to join Peter Head, rejoined Peter Head. So, um, <laughs> weakens them still further ahead of the mm. trip down to, to Dumfries. So, yeah, I, I would be all aboard Queen of the South. Yeah, Any thoughts fair. behind that, Stuart? It's a bit of a strange move after all those years. No, of no I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to do a bit of um, reading up on it as we, as we speak. I've no idea why he's got money. I would presume, uh, <laughs> as it usually is with, with Rory McAllister, because he's made a strange career, hasn't he? Of um, yeah, hopping about these northeastern clubs. Um, no, it doesn't seem to be much that I can find here. That's he's just not been enjoying it. Whatever he. Whatever he was. Um, to be fair, to be fair, he is a Peterhead legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, I think I make it his third spell back at the club. So yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's, it's, just, it's, just, it's a big loss. It's a loss for Montrose who haven't started the season well, not scoring goals, and they're letting Rory McAllister go. Yeah, yeah. he's thirty six. He's, he's clearly yeah. not the boss he was, but you know he still knows the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one can I bet that. Kind of gives me the fear of God. I suppose Greg is Falkirk at two to five away from home. Uh, and to be fair, I mean they should be winning against uh, Edinburgh City. They've made a decent start to the season, but anyone at two to five in League One just doesn't fill me with much joy. No, they weren't two to five on Monday. To be fair, to bet three six five prices were out Saturday night. They were. They were very early. Yeah. They were very early, and I was a bit slow. I was thinking I was Sunday night slash Monday morning getting a good look at the weekend's fixtures. Yeah, two to five does give you the fear, but given how Edinburgh City have started the season, you'd expect Falkirk to go there and win. But yeah, I wouldn't be backing them at two to five. A bit too short for me, Stuart. <laughs> oh God, no! Steer away from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else in League One that we want to have a look at, Stuart? The only other thing I'd highlighted was uh, Aloha Cove for goals. Um, yes. Both, both, ah, right. <laughs> both these teams have got a tendency for uh, banging them in. Aloha, four of their um, competitive games this season have gone over three and a half. Cove, five of their games. So it's seven to four for over three and a half goals, which I thought is, we've got a lot of us bets this weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, might make a nice double with the Queen of the South game as well. Um, okay, anything else for you, Greg? No, just on Stuart's point about goals in that match, neither of those sides can defend. 
I think there's been very, very few clean sheets between both sides of the season. So we definitely expect both teams to score. And that bodes well for Stuart's four goals. Yeah, indeed. Uh, OK, let's have a look at League 2, Greg, when we spoke about uh, League 2 and the anti-post. Okay. <laughs> I said it was an absolute minefield. And I know we're only four, what, four weeks in. Uh, it's proven to be the case. Eight points... Uh, sorry, four teams on eight points, one on seven points at the top of the table. And then you've got, what, four teams separated by just one point at the bottom of the table. So already there looks like a kind of split in the table, just four games in, but uh, an absolute nightmare to call some of these games, eh? Yeah, people think we make, make this stuff up when we say it's a tough league. It is. It's a very, very tough league. And it's not a league we're going to be going to that often. That said, we backed Stranraer last week at home to... Who was it at home to last? Clyde, sorry. Yeah. And a very, very rare 96-minute winner for us on the channel. We, we don't get many late winners on the channel, unfortunately. They always they land, they land well before then, but great to see that late goal going. And I'm backing them again this week at home to Rory McAllister's Peterhead. Yes. <laughs> yeah, decent shout. I mean, Sunra, what, one... One 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 two drawn two so far. Yeah, good start for Shinrar. I think for me with Shinrar is their home form is very very solid. It's it's as impressive as anyone's home form in League One. It's in League Two. Just four defeats now in twenty one home games, which is very very good going. Um, it's a long it's a long long trek from Peterhead to Shinrar. That's for sure. Um, the visitors they've done a lot better than expected probably this season. But they got a stark reminder last week of just how tough League Two is going to be with a, real, a really disappointing one-no defeat at home at Spartans. So just so you think they're kind of doing okay, they, they kind of slip up at home in a game where you maybe expect them to get a, a result. Um, but yeah, it's a long trip down to Stranraer. Stranraer's home form is as solid as I say. And again, 13-10 to 10 we got on Monday mm-hmm. for the for the home win. And I was more than happy to back that. Yeah, I'm just having a quick check to see what price they are. No, we're going to six. Uh, yeah, eleven to ten now, so a wee bit of money come in first and R. Uh, Stuart, have you made the trip down the is it A seventy seven to Sunar yet this season? Uh no, no, we played them in pre season though at air. Um and looked nice and tidy that day. Beat them two 0 but yeah, lots to like about them and under Scott Agnew, I think I've I've said to Greg before, I think they'll do well this year. Um so nothing wrong with that price that he's backed them at. Um they, they, they do very well at Stair Park, nice tight pitch, difficult to play against, um, and I think that represents good value. Yeah, the one that stood out for me a wee bit uh, potentially was fourth at 19-10 this weekend, Greg, against, I'm quite happy to take Clyde on against anybody at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, I have to agree, I did look at that one, I think it's a good shout, it's a big price, it's a, obviously as you say, it's a very competitive league, but... Um, it's a decent price for four for who knows what state Clyde are in at the moment obviously they were lucky to, to lose I guess a late goal last week but a pretty horrible season for them I don't, I don't think things are great off the park either Yeah. so yeah I, I would not be touching anyone to touch Clyde at 75 but I think there's possibly an angle there on, on, on the four for win yeah, Clyde are even shorter, Greg. They're six to five. Uh, as oh, we speak. a horrible price! Um, horrible. The only thing that puts me off for for is the fact that their two points have come from two nil nil draws, which doesn't really yeah, fill me. It's a match of two really poor teams. Yeah, yeah. Just it was a price, really. I think anyone at, in this league at, at nineteen to ten, uh, you've got to kind of have a, at least a second glance at. Um, anything else standing out for you, Stuart? The only other one was Dumbarton. I, I can't. For the life of me, understand why they are just a shade of odds on ten to eleven at home to an East Fife side who've won only 
one of their nine competitive games this season. Mm. Um, that's that strikes me as fairly fairly big, but it's as you said, not a league to be piling into. But uh, even at this early stage, top of the league, Dumbarton um, at home against struggling East Fife would be would be one that I would be earmarking as a better bet. Yeah, I think um, East Fife's really struggling this season. It's a wee bit of a surprise. Um, I think it's a, it's a measure that they've still got 37-year-old Alan Troughton banging in some goals for them. Um, <laughs> I think he scored last week as well. So, yeah, that's maybe not the worst shout at all, uh, Stuart, that 10-11 on Dumbarton, who I think Dumbarton are currently top of the table by virtue of goal difference uh, as it stands. So, yeah, um, certainly looks a decent shout. <laughs> OK, anything else for you, Greg, in League 2? No, just find me somewhere. Okay, well, let's wrap it up there then. Um, can you give us a wee recap of your bets this weekend, Greg? Yeah, so I think starting off in the Premiership on Saturday, I'll have a bet builder from the Kilmarnock versus Ross County game. And on Sunday, the Old Firm game, Rangers v Celtic at Ibrox. Again, I'll have a bet builder which will involve cards, goals and corners. And into the Championship in Scotland, uh, the main bet for me will be Wraith Rovers, to beat Queen's Park at 13-8 and Wraith Rovers over 1.5 goals at 5-4. They've both been backed in a little bit now, 23-20 uh, now for the, the home win and I think just above evens for Wraith to score over 1.5 goals. Into League One, obviously we've spoken about Queen's Park, uh, sorry, Queen of the South, uh, fully expect them to win at 4-6, but the main bet from League Two is Stranraer at home to Peterhead to win at 13-10 and that's now backable at 11-10 to 10. OK, and Stuart, your best bets? Uh, I'll give you two from the Premier, Aberdeen um, if you can get the 5-4 to four at home to Hibs and a bet builder in the Hearts-Motherwell game and it'll be Motherwell double chance and Motherwell to hit three corners is 6-5 to five with Skybet um, into the Championship uh, unfortunately our growth at 19-10 to 10, um, and a goals double at Morton and Rafe both to go over two and a half goals. That pays around about two to one. Um, and then into League One, Aloha Cove, uh, over three and a half goals, seven to four. And League Two, Dumbarton, 10 to 11. Good stuff. Thank you very much. I hope you're coming back with money in your pocket from Air United rather than three points in your pocket this weekend, Stuart. Well, the less said about my tip, the better, but uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, you'll have plenty of followers from the podcast, so fingers crossed. Uh, okay, thanks very much for that, Stuart. And don't forget, you can join Greg's channel. And if you want to, you can find out all the details on Twitter at Browning84Greg. Uh, you can also follow Stuart on at Voice Air. Is that right, Stuart? That's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, always worth a follow as well. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Stuart. We'll hopefully get you back on at some stage in the season and all the best for the rest of the season for the United. Sounds like you're going to need as much luck <laughs> as you can get. Um, thanks very much for joining us. Cheers, guys. Thanks, thanks Stuart. All the best. Uh, and that's us for this week. Uh, be sure to check out our Norwegian podcast, which will also be live ahead of the weekend. Uh, and we'll be back with the Scottish betting podcast next weekend. So best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. <laughs>